0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. What's up? Wearing the Red Sox hat. Ah, yeah,
1: man. You know, I haven't gotten a haircut. My shit looks out of control. Oh, it's
0: about the haircut. Yes. I thought it was because baseball season's right around the corner. Oh, yeah. Baseball. Yay. Can you even name me three current players on the Red Sox? No. No.
1: No. No. Johnny Damon. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Pedro. Have you seen the videos of his uh, most recent DUI? <laughs> yeah. Pedro, what Mart- a nice guy! Like literally, he's an Orlando guy too. I'm like, what a nice guy! Should have him on the podcast. They, they, we, we should. <laughs> we way. should. <laughs> um, I think actually, uh, we had Patrick Sheehan on the podcast. He did, yes. True story. I'm not bullshitting you here. I'm pretty sure that they are blood related. No. Patrick Sheehan and Johnny Damon. I believe. No way. Yeah. Yep, both are from Orlando.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I think uh, that's how we got Dash on, right? Yeah.
0: So you know. Yeah. You never know. You never know who Patrick knows. Never. He is a loan officer, and as a loan officer, your job is to know people. Hey, I right? got a guy. I got a guy. Yeah, you got a guy. Yeah, Pat Patrick's like, what, what? do you want? You want like a, a professional wrestling, a WWE, AEW WWE superstar? superstar? You want a Hall of Fame baseball ho- player? What do you need? Yeah, what do you need? <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, no, okay. today's episode. Yeah. You're going to call the shots, Okay. but I'm going to say you're going to call the shots. You're the producer of the show. Yeah, yeah. You are the man behind the scenes, usually commenting mm-hmm. uh, to viewers and listeners, uh, whether it's through our uh, email or uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube machine, yeah. Yeah, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So you've been fielding a lot of requests as of late. Yes. And um, you're seeing a common theme. Mm-hmm. So you'd asked me off camera, hey, can we dive into one of these? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like, which one makes the most sense to you? For sure. So let's go.
1: Which one? What I've been seeing is how do I pick my employer? Seems like a lot of newer people are joining the awesome industry that is mortgages. Um, and they're becoming a low. a lot of people are going to get their certifications, but after they get their certifications, they're curious as what is the next step? How do I pick where to work? Uh, I've listened to some of your episodes. I kind of know what to look for, but how do I look for what to look for? If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, we can definitely run with this. Yeah. Like we are going to run with this. Let's go ahead and, and cue up the titles. How do I choose my employer? Yeah. Right. That's going to be the title of the yeah. show. And this is for loan officers, but this is going to apply to really anyone else. For sure. I mean, if you think about it, the same principles of choosing your employer should go into play just about any industry that you go in. Mm -hmm. Like the first one, like I have a rule of thumb when I'm hiring someone, I don't hire assholes. Hmm. Okay. So like if you're an asshole, need not apply. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm going into interview for a job, I might not want to work for assholes. Hmm. So the first thing I'm gonna go do is is the person who I'm interviewing with or hiring, is he or she an asshole? And if they are, I might not wanna work there. For sure. Because I am looking for someone who is going to share in a lot of the same core values that I share in. Mm-hmm. So that would be rule number one. Okay. Okay. Rule number two is, is is understanding when you go into the interview or you start your research that this does not have to be a for life type relationship. OK, it's it'll be monogamous, meaning you're going to work this job. You're going to give your full and your whole heart into what you're doing. But, you know, darn well, going into it, it might not be your forever job. It may well be. I mean, it may very well be. I'm I'm sitting at 13 years at Waterstone Mortgage. Yeah. I'm planning on doing another 13. Yeah. Like I, I nowhere in my uh, outlook I'm I'm like, man, where's my next gig? No, I found a great company. I invest in that company, then the company invests back in me. It's a win-win situation. Yeah. So that's what you're going to be looking for, is where is your win-win? And your win-win, there's two wins there, right? Okay. So where's the win for you, but where's the win for them? Wow. Put yourself in your hiring manager's shoes. Like, what are you bringing to the table that's going to bring value to their organization? But more importantly, you should be asking them, what do you bring into the table that's going to be bringing value mm-hmm to, to me as the professional, this is where the decision-making really becomes crucial. Like the, Hey, am I an asshole? Don't hire me. You're an asshole. I won't go work for you. That's pretty easy. Like you should be able to figure that out in the first seven to 13 minutes, but the figuring out the win-win so many times I see, especially younger professionals, it's me, me, me. Hey, John, what can you do for me? And if you're hiring this person you may be thinking back saying but what are you going to bring to the table yeah yeah something that that and this is a um, small rabbit hole that i'm gonna dive down just because it's a little bit relevant to where i'm getting ready to go tenure t-e-n-u-r-e tenure please i hope i spelled <laughs> I, I don't that right know. i don't know yeah yeah but but to be tenured somewhere is to have longevity yeah Never go work for somewhere where you are expect or you expect a raise based on tenure, you expect a promotion based on tenure. Okay that means they're going to promote you or give you a raise not because you're better, not because you deserved it, but because you outlasted other people. Yeah. Like for the most part, the world doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You could work for an employer for seven or seventeen years, and someone worked for the employer for three or five years. They get promoted before you because they earned that promotion. Small rabbit hole, but it go it goes along with the win-win mentality. Yeah. Employers need it, right? Look, how do employers win? Well, we we win when our employees are productive. Their productivity uh, uh, leads to profit. Their profit, uh, the profitability of the company, leads to big fat bonuses to us. Yeah, right. Like if you're running a company, that's how you get paid. Yeah. But if I'm running a company and that's all I care about is profits and bonuses to me, Hmm. I'm missing it. I am missing the big picture because I'm not thinking about the win for my associates. Okay, that's not a company you want to go work for. No different than. Do you want to be that employee, that associate, that it's all about you? Well, what are you going to do for me? And how can I make more money? And how can I, well, I can tell you can earn more money, right? And we've actually talked about that on various uh, uh, episodes, probably some of the earlier episodes. Yeah. In fact, I go back to to, to Louis Valsain, yeah. right? Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like, bring value. Okay, so getting out of these rabbit holes. Good, get it? back yeah. on track. Yeah. When you're trying to choose the best company for you, you then have to figure out where are you trying to go in your career? Are you trying to dive, jump head first into the I'm going to own my own book of business? I want to be that loan officer that from the get go, I want to be the person who is responsible for going out and building my brand, marketing myself, and creating referral relationships that will last me a lifetime. If you are, then you need to go find an employer who does that well. And how do you know if they do that well? Ask to speak to their top producers. How many top producers do they have? Mm. How long have had those top producers been with them? Were those top producers created and made at that employer? Or were those top producers created and made elsewhere and then recruited over? Because there are certain companies that they may do a fantastic job of supporting top producers, but a miserable job of creating top producers. Ah, yeah. That makes sense. There's going to be employers who do a great job of teaching the business to anyone new, but maybe their loan officers plateau. Mm. Maybe they do a great job of getting you off the ground, but they don't know how to help you level up. Damn, that
1: makes so much sense.
0: So these are things that you have to think about when you're... You have to think about first, where are you trying to go and where are you? Because someone could be brand spanking new. Yeah. And have zero desire to go out and build their own brand, their own name, their own referral sources. Right now, all their... their, In fact, they may even have like paralysis by analysis. Yeah. And they're so petrified to go out and talk to someone because they feel like they are not, quote unquote, good yet. They just need to get on the phone, smile and dial, take a bunch of apps, Mm -hmm. close a bunch of loans, refis, et cetera before they had the comfort level to go out into the community and start marketing themselves as an expert. Right. Others, and I was in this boat, realized that, man, if I passed a class like Zenix, Zenix's ground school or flight school, and I have my NMLS and I passed that exam. Hell, you could. Look, I know enough to know that I'm not great at what I do, mm-hmm. but I also know enough to know that I know through schooling alone more than 98% of all other yeah. potential homeowners. Yeah. So if that's the case, as long as I surround myself with great technicians, then I'm going to be okay. Other people, no. They're going to need to go out and and maybe work for a bank, work for a credit union, work in a call center, and take 100 applications and close 30 or 40 loans Mm -hmm. before they're ready to take that leap. And some people may never want to do it. Right, so like all of this has to go into, into, into play when you have to figure out what type of loan officer do you want to be and understand you don't know. So what type of loan, loan officer do you think yeah. you want to be? <laughs> yeah. Right, when you, when you close your eyes and throw a dart at a dartboard, are you a call center LO, a bank LO, a credit union LO, a bank uh, uh, um, builder yeah. LO, or are you going to go out and build your own book of business, be that type of loan officer? Yeah. Once you decide that, that'll help you then back into, well, which employer fits best that makes sense. for what I'm trying to do and understanding that, look, I would like to believe I am the type of employer, now I meaning my management team, mm-hmm. right here at Waterstone Mortgage in the Southeast region, if we want to get very specific, and mm-hmm. if we want to get super granular in Orlando, Florida, we do it all really well. Yeah. Like we have had success. Bringing in people with zero experience and turning them into thirty-six (laughs) million-dollar producers. One of them was Patrick Sheehan, who who we've already talked about once on this uh, episode. But we've had other uh, uh, originators on this episode uh, on this show. Barry Botwin. Barry, we didn't teach the business to at Waterstone. Barry learned the business working for another really good local company. Hmm. But after ten years with that company, Barry had plateaued, and two, three, four years of stagnant production, Mm -hmm. he realized he had to go somewhere where they're used to coaching, mentoring, and supporting top producers. Okay. Barry came here and tripled his business almost after this year, would have quadrupled his business in just six years. That makes sense. Right, so, but not every company can do that, right? You have to find out in your local market. And by the way, just because Waterstone is great in one market doesn't necessarily mean it's the same type of great in a different market. What does that mean? If you can articulate. Yeah, so I would like to believe we only hire great people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's different, different variations of great. Mm. You know, you may have this particular office and you name that geographic region. I mean, here at Waterstone we lend in forty eight of the fifty states. I think we have physical offices in like thirty of them. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on that. It's somewhere ballpark range. Yeah. But the management style of a branch in Atlanta, Georgia, shout out to Jasmine and Jeff, uh, may vary greatly to the management style of um, someone in Minnesota. Yeah, we'll shout out to Kina, Molly, and Andy. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, it's it, so you you are interviewing the person yeah. and their specific branch culture as as much okay. as you are, you know, the company itself. That makes sense, right? So, um, like, if I said guaranteed rate, guaranteed rates, a great company. If you're already doing $100 million in volume, maybe, maybe it's not a great company if you're doing less than 36 million. And by the way, I don't know that. I'm yeah, just throwing yeah, that out yeah, there. Of course. Um, you know, so like these are things that you really have to think about yeah. as a suitor, right? You are, you are applying now. If you And if you're coming to the table with no loans and no book of business, yeah. please also understand you don't have much of a leg to stand on. You're selling yourself. That's what I'm saying. So let's say,
1: speaking for like the newer LOs, hey, just got licensed. I have I have no book of business. I have nothing. I have no database. Is there um, a percentage of like, hey, most people start off by then going to a bank and then hopping out? Is there like a certain defined path that newer LOs tend to generally always take rather than?
0: There's no defined path. Okay. Right. So a, a couple key points I, I want to make. One is on that um, path, mm-hmm. most of us got into the business by happenstance. Very few of us who have been around 10, 20, 30 years, raised our hand and said, That looks like a kick ass industry. Let me jump into it. Gotcha. I mean, I was in TV advertising and I could have easily gone into life insurance sales. I could have gone into becoming a financial advisor. I could have gone wholesale versus retail. I mean, I was just looking for a job in the general financial sales gotcha. service ad you know consultative, you know, type mm-hmm. type industry that circled around personal finance because i just like personal finance yeah um so for those people who are raising their hands one kudos to you guys and girls like awesome this is a fantastic industry that will provide for decades to come yeah technology will disrupt we will we will um uh, adapt Mm -hmm. but the industry as a whole will be there yeah so if you're raising your hand and you're entering it hopefully you're entering it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. And if you're entering it to make a quick, easy buck, don't. Get the hell out. Like, peace, deuces. Like, don't. Like, you, sh- you should do nothing in life because of the quick, easy buck. Hmm. I mean, you just, it It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, God, what there, there's a really good saying, oh, if if it's new, it's not true. And if it's yeah, true, sure. it's not new, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, hard work pays off. There's a reason for that. It's a grind. Yeah. So if you're getting into it, because you saw a bunch of people making quick money on refis. Okay, that, that's gone. Like, literally, that's gone. We, we can do episodes every single day based on how the interest rate market is deteriorating and yeah. rates are shooting up. Cool. People are still buying houses. If you're getting in this industry for the right reason, mm-hmm. the right reason will never show you a quick, easy buck. Does this industry have an opportunity to have a limitless income? Yes. Do you get to every single day wake up unemployed? Yes. Yes. Most of us now, granted, if you're a call center or Mm -hmm. a credit union loan officer, maybe you have a small salary, you know, again, different strokes, different folks. But Mm -hmm. for those of us that are trying to achieve the pinnacle, which to me, the pinnacle is I own my own book of business. These are my referral sources, my past clients. It's my social media. It's my networking skills. Oh, and by the way, it's my technical skills. Once I get the phone to ring, it's my technical skills who are deal structuring and giving advice to the consumer. Mm -hmm. That's the pinnacle because those are the people who are making $400, four hundred, eight hundred, a million, two, two and a half million dollars a year. Damn. They have they have done that aspect of mm-hmm. it uh, in order. So if you're getting into the business and that's what you want to do, then yeah, what comes to the territory is you have to work your butt off. You you have to put in a lot of long hours. You you have to uh, understand that you're waking up every day unemployed, right? Most of mm-hmm. us are 100% commissioned. When you're 100% commissioned, you you wake up every single day like. I, yeah, I'm unemployed today. Yeah. So what do you want to do about it? Yeah. You know, it most of us easily signed up for 100%, 100% commission because it doesn't freak us out. It actually excites us. It propels us. It may even scare us into, into motion. Yeah, for sure. But it scares us into motion forward. Yeah. Um, so I kind of kind of digressed a little bit there. Uh, apologize to the listeners and, and the viewers. I'll circle back to how do you find the employer just know that what's right for you might not be what's right for John, which might not be right for Dustin. You have to do you. Mm-hmm. You have to find what fits you. You may walk in somewhere and love the boiler room type atmosphere. Yeah. You may love all the whiteboards and the bells that get rung and the whistles oh, that yeah, are blown. I, and you, you may thrive off of that. You may love that. And 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 they may be a shop that does a tremendous good for the masses. They may be specializing in debt consolidation refinances, right? Where they're taking people who have gotten themselves backed into a corner with a bunch of consumer debt, but they did one good thing, which was buy a house eight years ago. Now they have a boatload of wealth, but they can't access it. So now someone is teaching them how to utilize some of their wealth, pay off their debt, and, and really put themselves on a path to financial freedom. Mm-hmm. You may just love that. I may walk in and literally see Uncle Guido with his hair slicked back and a pinky ring on, and it's reminding me of the guy who's gonna bring out a bat in the movie of, of Goodfellas and yeah. whack me with it. Like, yeah. eh, not my thing. Yeah. You know, where, where, um, you know, to someone else it is. There's no right or wrong. I think it's personal preference. Same thing goes for working at a bank. Someone may find working at a bank is too stuffy. Oh, I have call logs. Oh, I have to be there at 8, and I can't leave until 5. and it's Very structured, though, if v- you need structure. V- yes. But if you crave structure, if you love dressing up, yeah. and you, you mm-hmm. need that accountability. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you may love attaching your name to someone like USAA or Navy Federal yeah, or... Um, Chase or Wells Fargo. Like, yeah. these are big companies that probably also come with big corporate perks or big corporate benefits. That's a great point. Yeah. And by the way, those gigs, whether it's the mm-hmm. Smile and Dial,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Boiler Room, mm-hmm. or whether it's working for a big bank or a big credit union, those may be the best opportunities for you for that time period. Wow ah. So I said earlier, like, understand that although the relationship will be monogamous, it might not be long-term. You may choose to work at XYZ Place, one of the two I mentioned, and it's great for year one, it's great for year two. By year three, Eh. yeah, it runs its course. Yeah. It runs its course. It's time for you to take the next step. Okay. Okay. Make sure when you leave, you leave graciously. Make sure that every day you stepped in there, you brought value. And make sure that you held your management team accountable into your development. It's a win-win, right? That, mm-hmm. that would be a win-win. Same thing goes, you know, if you worked at the bank, you worked at the at, at the call center. It, the same thing applies. You have to choose what's best for you today, understanding that what's best for you today might not be what's best for you in three years, five years, or seven years down, down the That's road. That's a great point. Like when I got into the mortgage business, not once did I think I'm going to stop producing. Right, right? Do you probably no, not? That wasn't no. The, the the furthest I could think is I wanted to build my network of referral sources so deep and so wide that I never had to go out and make a sales call. That all I had to do was put my feet on the desk. Put my headset on and play party poker and wait for the phone to ring. That's when party poker was like all the rage. Like, go back to like 2004. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Yeah, like that. But that, I was like, man, if I could do that, I made it. You know, here I am, fast forward 16 years later, and I essentially, I've given up my book of business. Now, my loan partner, Kevin, for the past, you know, 10 years took over the book of business. He yeah. earned it. You dabble from time to time. Oh, like, yeah, 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 no, you dab- I, yeah. I I cover for Kevin when yeah. he's gone, and I definitely like to get my hands dirty. And I still do a couple pre prequels a week, and yeah. I try to do a loan application every month, quarter, a year, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah.
1: No, so, no, the question for you. Now, you've, you've hired a lot of people. You've been around the industry at multiple levels, um, and you've given tips about, like— Uh, hey, take a loan officer out uh, if you want to get to pick their brain about how the branch is. Uh, Do you have any other tips about finding out about a particular employer besides just going out and finding, like, a list of the loan officers and, like, asking them, like, hey, how's it to work here? Like, what if you?
0: No, but that's the best advice I could give someone. Like, I can't, I can't, yes, ready? Join your your local mortgage bankers association. Okay. Right, there's a mortgage bankers association. um, Join it. Uh, join your local realtor associations. There's also going to be a national association of mortgage brokers, NAMB, I think, N-A-M-B. Yeah. Uh, there's also NAMBA. I mean, there's a ton of organizations that, that you can start joining now to network, get to know people and pick their brains. But I think things you want to do, I would reach out to, to the companies, to the loan officers, to people who actually work there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to I talk to people who've been there for three years, seven years. How many do they have that have been there for 10? How many do they have that have been there for 10? Hmm. If you've been there less than a year, I probably don't want to talk to you. Like, I, look, it's not that you can't tell me something that's going to be beneficial. It's just I don't know if you know enough right, right. now. You still may be drinking the Kool-Aid. And you know, I, I kinda want you to maybe still have the blue on your lips. A little bit more the, but, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, but you're done drinking it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you're yeah. done drinking it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would find someone who's been there for minimum of a year, then someone for three years, and then someone who's seven or more. That is- and look to see how many people have been there for 10 years. That's such a great point.
1: Because if you see this high turnover, like, yeah, everybody's been, you got a lot of new people, fresh, but they've only been like two years and turnover's high. Then.
0: Yes, same thing goes for the, your hiring manager. Who are you going to work for? Ultimately, you're going to work for some kind of a sales manager or branch manager. Mm. Whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's the NMLS, NMLS Consumer Access. Google NMLS Consumer Access. That website, you can look up any loan originator, any licensed originator in the country. Really? And it shows you their work history. What? So you may ask yourself, do I want to go work for someone who he or she themselves have only been at the company for a short time period? Now, maybe maybe you would because it's someone who is at the previous employer for four years, but they just took a promotion right. to help open up a yeah. market. Like, we're doing that in Jacksonville. Okay. Like I'm looking to open up a branch in Jacksonville, Florida. So whoever goes and works for Waterstone in Jacksonville, they're only going to have been there for three, six or nine months <laughs> yeah. before we start, you know, looking to grow the branch. Yeah. But I would then look to see, well, where were they prior? Oh, they are that employer for four years or five years. Right. Okay. Because what you don't want to do is try to line yourself with someone who every nine to 18 months, they're jumping ship, looking for the next yeah. great opportunity because look at the end of the day, there's dozens of good mortgage companies out there. There's a half a dozen great mortgage companies out there. So if I did a dozen and there's that's 18. Yeah. There's not two. There's, a, yeah, a good solid leader can be successful at any one of those 18 hmm. employers. Any one. So if someone is finding it difficult to be successful at XYZ company and then they go to one, a, two, a, three a, to ABC. Yeah, it's just like, whoa, whoa, wait. Yeah, maybe it's the person in the mirror that needs to, to, to have a heart to heart with themselves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that, yeah. that's something, Ready? When yeah. you're looking, when you're we're kind of all over the place. No, this today, is good. This is good. but when you're looking for an employer, research who you're going to be working for. Not just the company, but the individual, especially in this industry. Because who you work for, the management team, is more important than the actual company in most cases, especially in this industry, especially in this industry. Now, maybe there's some other industries where managers come and go, you get a new one every 12 months, every 24 months. But in this industry, we rely heavily on our sales managers and our branch managers and our area managers to be the culture leaders, to be the coaches, the mentors, mm-hmm. to be the person that you turn to when you don't know how to structure that deal, but this person can can help you out. Mm. Well, what type of person are they? I look for people with longevity. If I'm looking to hire you, whether you have experience in the mortgage industry or not, one of the things I'm gonna look for is longevity yeah, sure. at your previous employer. Yeah. That makes it sense. worked for you? I mean, yeah. 12, I mean, no, you were, how many years at EA? 12. 12 years. Yeah. yeah, that stands out. Yeah. Um, I hired a young professional, I think she's like 21 years old, but she was with the same employer Publix by the way. Shout out pub Shout subs, to Pub Subs, yeah. <laughs> right? Anyone in the southeast knows their Pub Subs. Yeah. I know Publix. I prefer their fried hot and spicy chicken wings, but anyhow, that stood out. Yeah. 3 years? That's a long time for someone who's 21 years old. It is. You know, so just like your employer is going to be looking at that for you, mm. you should look at that for your employer. Yeah. More for the manager you'd be working for. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So I think those are, the, if I were to try to condense it and make this episode like 90 seconds, right? I would I would tell people, uh, summarize here, yeah. don't be an asshole, don't work for assholes. So the very first thing you have to do is figure out, are you going to go work for an asshole? And, and if the person is one, then you don't go work there, okay? The second, can I create a win-win situation? Win-win means you bring value to the company yeah. and they bring value to you understanding that the relationship will be monogamous, but not necessarily long-term. It could be long-term. So the thing you want to point out is if it's not long-term, then what type of longevity am I looking at? Is this a three-year stint, a five-year stint, a seven-year stint? If it doesn't have longevity, that means at some point you're going to plateau. At some point you're going to cap out, uh, at which point you'll you'll need to move on to your next move. Or you may find this is the perfect company because... I can create a win-win from day one, yeah. and I have longevity because if I do well, this company has shown through experience mm-hmm. that they know how to take someone who's brand new and turn them into a top producer. They know how to take someone who's already a top producer and support them to continue to be a top producer. They know how to take someone who's already been in the business for 10 years, but maybe they've plateaued over the past three years, and they can help them break through yeah. that plateau. Right. So like that's those are things that you're looking for when when you're 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 interviewing, when you're trying to choose the employer, sales culture matters. What do they do? What type of training do they offer? So what do they do to support you? What type of training do they offer? Because you need that especially if you're newer in the business. But you also need that if you're plateaued, you know. That's a good point. Who can you talk to within the organization who's been there for one, three, five, and seven plus years? How many people do they have in their organization have been there for 10 years? Then the person you're going to go work for, how long have they been with the employer? And if they haven't been with the employer for a long period of time, because maybe maybe your company just came into the market, so it's impossible right, yeah. for anyone. Mm-hmm. Like if the company came into the market 13 months ago, well, 13 <laughs> months is the longest you going to work for that employer. Yeah. But where were they prior to that and then for how long? Yeah. Right, I was looking at someone's... Um, uh, LinkedIn over the weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. I liked an interview that he did with Frank and Brian from um, the National Real Estate Post. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on his link. I was like, oh, he's only been in that company for two and a half years. But then I opened it up mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, but he was with his previous employer mm-hmm. for seven years. And then, because I know I the mortgage industry, I saw that technically he was with his previous employer for 12. It was just that he had worked for a company who got bought out by a larger yeah, company. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So on LinkedIn, it showed that as 2 I'm like, okay. So all of a sudden that person's credibility went, I loved this interview Then I saw how long he was at his current employer. And I was like, uh, kind of got knocked down a little bit. Yeah. And then when I opened up yeah. his profile and I saw, wait a minute, he was with his previous employer who I know the company pretty well for 10 plus years. All of a sudden that credibility got,
1: yeah,
0: got, got put back. That makes sense. So these are things that you're going to be looking for, but understand it's it's not a one size fits all. It's you have to do what's best for you today. Mm-hmm. You need to bring value, and you need to ask what type of value is going to be brought to you. Lastly, yeah, people are probably thinking, "Well, do how the hell do I bring value?" <laughs> like I, you literally, I'm I'm still trying to pass my exam. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even reached out to Zenix yet. Like, <laughs> what do I do? Okay, how do you bring value? This is a sales gig, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know it, it's a sales gig. Mm. Okay. at some point in your career, you're going to have to sell yourself in order to get a lead. Then when the lead comes in, you're going to have to sell that person on you being the right professional for them. Mm-hmm. And then when you get their, their loan and you structure it, you may have to sell it to an underwriter to see things the way that you see them, to interpret the rules and guidelines the way that you interpret the rules and guidelines. Yeah. So it's a sales gig. If you don't have a book of business that you're bringing over, meaning... You can't show me where the previous three months you closed a million dollars a month. Here's my W-2 from last year. Here's my pay stub from last year. Here's my production report. Mm -hmm. All things that, by the way, if you were a seasoned veteran, would very well be asked of you and you could offer to a a future employer who's hiring you. Then what could you bring? I don't know. Could you bring three refis in the door with you, with your interview? With your interview, could you not bring a list of of people that you're going to call? People you've already called that you know have not refinanced yet and could potentially be refinancing.
1: Damn, that's a great point.
0: Could you bring a list of 20 realtors and builders in your local market that you're connected to that are going to be the first people you call as soon as you're hired? Yeah. You know, like these are things that you would do in order to, to to bring value. Yeah. Um. Again, are are you willing to work nights and weekends? That could be something that a, a, a certain a certain branch or employer yeah. they may have builder relationships. So when you work with a builder. Builders need weekend coverage. That's true. Are you willing to do that? Maybe someone more senior than you isn't, but maybe you are. Are you willing to do the 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 night duty? Right? Some people like to talk to their lender once they get off work, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I like to go home at 5:30. It
1: sounds like it doesn't matter what level you're at, there's a way to bring value. You just got to Well, you
0: have to think about it. Yeah. yeah. And put yourself in your hiring manager shoes. That's a great point. But yeah, the, an easy way that you can bring value is to show up with a list of people that you're going to be calling on and building relationships with. You bring value in the mortgage industry by either capturing and converting the leads that are provided to you at a higher percentage than what your peers are doing. You always will bring value to any organization. If you can bring them Revenue.
1: He who controls the leads
0: controls the money, Dustin. Yeah, correct, John Coleman. You are correct. Yeah, so that would be a good way for you to bring value. That's great. How did we do? I, I thought that was great. I learned a lot. Did you? Yeah, for real. Hopefully, you're not looking for another job anytime soon.
1: No, that was good. Yeah,
0: hopefully, you'll be hiring someone. How right? about that? Let's put that out in the universe, job. No, John. no,
1: I don't. I'm not. My managerial style is solo, dolo, me, I. I got to do what's best for me, just
0: like you said. So what you're saying is just go ahead and uh, get out the overtime check, <laughs> right? Scale. It's,
1: Scalability is also something that yeah. needs to be discussed.
0: No. So uh, hopefully this answered the, the, yeah. the, the, the viewer questions for, yeah. you know, how do I find an employer? Um, you mentioned it. I'm going to close with it. Pick up the phone. Call five realtors in your market. Ask them, who is the best lender you know? Write down that person's name. Look them up on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Google, call them, figure out where they work, offer them coffee, let them know what you're trying to do. I would tell you nine out of 10 would agree to meet with you. Nine out of 10, at a minimum, have a Zoom call with you. Right, something. They were once you, I promise.
1: Yeah.
0: They man. were once you. Yeah. Yeah, I just hung up with a gentleman out in Arizona, a guy by the name of Matthew. Matthew hit me up for the weekend, which by the way, I'm not going to return phone calls on the weekend, but cool. Um, He probably didn't expect me to. In fact, his message was like, hey, Dio, can you do a show on this? Um, It was similar to this actually. Uh, Okay. Right. But it wasn't quite this. Okay. But I just picked up the phone call while you're getting everything set up here in the office studio and called him and answered his questions. And he was kind of like, whoa, you're doing this? I'm like, bro, I was once you. Like, we all start from somewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So, don't be afraid. Like, if you don't know who to call, who's hiring, who's not, call a loan officer in your local market who works for a company that you think yeah. is a type of company that that uh, you'd wanna work for. Um, there's also publications out there, there's um, Scotsman Guide. Oh, uh, okay. So, the yeah. Scotsman Guide yep. will, will publish like the top 1% originators. Uh, I think it's also Mom Mortgage Originator Magazine. Okay. Uh, also does those types of publications. I'm sure you could Google both Scotsman Guide and, and Mortgage Originator Magazine uh-huh. and see what companies are listed in the top 50 or the top 100. See what originators are, are listed in the top yeah. 1%. Find some that are in your market and pick up the phone and call them. Introduce yourself. Ask them if they have a free 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Invite them out to coffee. If, if your 10 or 15 minutes over the phone went well, and then ask them who within their organization they could they yeah. could put you in contact with,
1: yeah.
0: and then you interview them as much as they interview you because it's your career that you're trying to take control of. It's great. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You've tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. If you like what we're doing, please share this. Yeah. Please like it. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on LinkedIn. Hit us up on Facebook at the Loan Officer Podcast. And you can watch this show on YouTube. Yeah, binge. Binge if you'd like. But we produce two shows a week, every single week. Check us out. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. If there's something that we're not doing and you want to see us do it, let us know. Yep. If there's something that we did but you want it done better, let let us us know. know. And if you don't like something that we're doing, keep it to yourself (laughs) or email John Coleman directly (laughs) and let John know you'll hurt my feelings. But... That's all the time we have for today. John, thank you for producing today's show. Thank you. I'm Dio. He's John Coleman. And we're peace. Peace.